Hey, it's Travis with a surprise bonus episode of The Hotel. And there's going to be another one next month and the 30th of every month from now on. Future episodes are only going to be available to our patrons, but I wanted you to be able to hear what you were going to get first. These episodes are going to be a little bit different, sort of soft canon, not canon, just for fun. A lot of fun, I think. So sign up, stay tuned, there's more on the way. And remember the postcard I mentioned last time? Yeah, it's for this episode. You can still get a free one by signing up for our newsletter at the midnightdisease.net homepage. You have until February 1st to do that, so do it now before you forget. If you forgot, or you're listening to this, like, later, we're going to be selling the extra postcards, while supplies last, on our store. Yes, midnightdisease.net slash store will have our surplus hotel postcards and more hotel merch coming soon. And I'm very excited to announce the incredible artist for this was none other than, of course, Filthy Guts. If you've seen Izzy's art, then you already know how amazing it is. If you haven't, immediately follow him on Instagram at Filthy Guts and Twitter at Filthy Guts 2. That's the number two. Truly, Izzy has captured the spirit of the podcast with every drawing and animation he's done. And you can definitely expect to see more out of this collaboration in the future. So, jump on it. And finally, speaking of the fans, all of us at the show want to send a very special thank you to the folks who run the Hotel Discord server. Gamey, Deadcool, Isaac, and Raiden. They are a huge part of making and fueling the hotel community. They work with us as well as keeping a really friendly and communal space. And if you like the show, you should definitely check it out. There's a link in the show description and in this episode description. You can follow Gamey on Insta at GameyMeet, Deadcool at EvilCopopod, that's Evil, C-O-P-E-P-O-D, Isaac everywhere at InvaderCraft, and Raiden everywhere at Kingly. That's K-I-I-E-N-G-L-Y. Thanks again for everything, and now enjoy the mall. In the dark, I can feel the walls surrounding me. I can smell the grime and the wet and the stinging scents from the caked up bottles of cleansers. My hands feel the grease and oil that keeps my cart rolling smoothly. My eyes adjust to the light coming in from the small space under the door. Or the lobby has light now, and it's finally creeping in, but either way, I can start to see the familiar shapes of my supply closet. I can hear the movements of vermin in the walls. I think maybe the hotel puts them there to to keep me company. Or maybe I'm just imagining them. Maybe there isn't a difference. Maybe it doesn't matter. I hear tonight's guest, too. And my manager. 
Their voices are muffled, but I can tell it's almost time to... Almost... I can hear the owner out there, too. When I don't hear the front desk bell, I know. Another night in for me. When I know he's taken the guests. When I'm sure I'm not going to get out. I go to the very back of my closet. It's where I keep my things. Sometimes the guests leave things, drop things, give me things. I built a special place for them, for nights like this. I don't always know what they are, or what they mean, but I've checked in a lot of guests and I've listened to everything they've said. I have this bag, most of a bag. It doesn't hold things very well anymore. It's crinkly and worn and full of holes and getting worse. That happens all the time here. I touch the bag and I close my eyes. And I try to imagine what it's like there. I've heard guests talk about places like this. I like pink letters on the back. They're swoopy and worn, but I can still read them. Town East Mall. I can feel the walls around me, but the air is cool and clean like the air in the rooms when the air conditioner is running I open my eyes it's not a big space but it's bigger than the closet the door doesn't go all the way to the ground you couldn't get trapped in here even if the door locked, which it it doesn't. There's a bench to sit on. I'm not sitting on it, though. My uniform is wadded up on it. One of the walls has a mirror, like in the room bathrooms. But this one is tall and thin. I can see my whole self. It's like looking in the elevator doors sometimes. 
This is the room where you see if you like the clothes. I wear different uniforms sometimes, but these are just normal clothes like the guests wear. I have on short pants and a long-sleeved shirt that's very soft. There's a few t-shirts folded up on the bench, too. I put one on over my soft shirt, and it, it looks nice, so I put another one on. I can't tell if it looks nice anymore, though. I can't remember seeing any guests dressed this way. There's still a few t-shirts to try, but I'm not sure if I'm supposed to do all of them together or not. I open the clothes-changing closet door and peek out, looking for her. She always tells me if my uniform is on right or not, if it looks good or not. I don't think there's a wrong way to wear the normal clothes, but she would tell me if there was. I don't see her, though. Maybe I took too long and she left. I step out of the closet and look around, but I see mall guests looking at the clothes and shopping. But my manager isn't here. I leave my uniform and my shoes by the bench, but I take the other t-shirts with me. In case it's all supposed to go together. I walk slowly through the racks of shirts and stacks of jeans. The floor feels cool and I have to walk a little carefully so I don't slide. I'm not used to walking around without my shoes. It's not professional. I think it's okay here, though. There's statues dressed in the clothes so you know what they look like, but none of them are dressed like me. They're not helpful. Some of them don't have heads or hands, and I don't like that. They remind me of... Well, I've, I've seen people without heads or hands, and they don't look like that. I leave the frozen figures and keep looking. I see some women with gold name tags who remind me of her. Maybe she's over there, I think. They have front desks of their own, made of glass and full of colorful bottles. When I get closer, I can smell them. I think it's them. Something smells here. 
It's not a bad smell, but it's strong, and it stings a little, like the bottles of cleansers, or the flowers that are in the room sometimes. The women smile at me with bright red lips and dark eyes, and they call me Sir. I smile a little and nod at them like I'm supposed to with guests. She isn't here though, and the smells are starting to make it hard to think. One of the women sprays one of the bottles at a passing guest, but nothing bad happens. She just says, thank you, and keeps walking. I watch her go. She goes right out the store into a big blue thing. The mall. This store is connected to it. It goes right into the mall, into the blue thing. The whole wall is open and I can see all the stores and people in it. I look around the store I'm in some more, trying to... There. Is that... I I think I see her going up the stairs. Is that her? I hurry over, sliding a little on the polished floor, around the shelves and stacks of sails. It's hard to see her around all the signs and people, but I get to the stairs and... Oh, it's an escalator. The hotel has escalators sometimes. Not very often. But I've built them for the hotel before and I... I would prefer not to. I've seen... But these are not those kinds of escalators, though. These are just normal mall escalators to take guests up or down so they can buy whatever they need to put in their luggage. She's already at the top and walking away. So I hold my breath and step onto the flat, moving metal strips. And it smoothly pulls me forward, then up as it folds out into a step. The edge of the step is strips of harsh metal that I know can get slick if it catches. Catch. But I, I, I know it won't grab me. I know I can just ride it up to the top and 
I look away. I take my eyes off the biting metal and look at the store as I glide above it. I can see everything. For a moment, then I'm above the ceiling and on the second story, it's kitchen things. Pots and pans, flatware and things. I take an extra hop over the last step at the top of the escalator, just in case, and try to see where my manager is. But the shelves up here are much taller than the racks of shirts and jackets downstairs. I squeeze my hands around the t-shirts nervously. She can't have gotten far. I just saw her. She stepped off and I thought she went there. I see the back of her head walking quickly out of the store and into the blue thing. I want to call out, but I know in the hotel it's not... I'm not really supposed to. So I shuffle on my socks as quickly as I can out of the store and into the mall itself. It's very different in the mall. As soon as I cross the threshold... Even the air smells different. Salty, sweet, and always moving just a little. The roof has huge glass skylights. My eyes adjust, and I see that's what made it look so blue from inside the store. I look behind me to see what color it looks like from this side. Just normal. Beige and... I can see a little fluorescent yellow. I can also see a big security guard running toward me. I recognize his angry face. And I run... I don't know why he's angry with me, what I did to make him want to chase me, but I know I have to find her now. I run past a store with a neon sign on a fake brick wall. Inside, it's dark and noisy. I run past a store with tall iron gates for doors. Inside there, it's even darker and noisier. I don't think I can outrun the security guard his keys jangling from his belt as he runs. I see a purple store with a girl's name that looks like one she might shop at. So I duck in and hope, hope. In the window is a chair with a child sitting in it. A woman is boring into her flesh with a handheld tool so I know I must have guessed right. She has to be here. I ask the woman trying to give me a basket 
if the manager is here. She tells me she is. But a shadow falls over me and I know. Standing behind me. Towering above me. The security guard has caught up to me. He growls into the radio clipped to his shoulder that I've been caught. But I know he's wrong. I know he's been caught. My manager will explain everything. But when someone taps me on the shoulder and softly says, Sir, I know it isn't her. He reaches out for me, trying to grab my shoulder to take me away. I don't know where. I don't know what else to do, so I throw the t-shirts at him and run out into the mall, hoping again like a fool that maybe this time I'll find her. I run, sliding and panicked on the tiled floor, to a staircase leading down to the first floor. The shirts didn't slow him down for long. He's at the top of the stairs no sooner than I leave the bottom. I can hear the deep, thundering shudder of the stairs as he leaps down them. I won't have time to find her before he catches me, and I don't have anything left to throw. I turn a corner, and everywhere are people eating. Dozens of smells from dozens of tiny restaurants all around me. I have to hide. I have to hide. I don't know. I have... There... A fountain in a tiny pool. I don't think I jump in and hold my breath. The sounds and smells of the food lobby vanish. All I can hear is the muffled rushing of the water in my ears. I stay there, submerged for as long as I can. Bright lights start to, start to. It's already hard to see under the water, but my vision is getting more. I try to focus on the coins on the fountain floor, but the faces of the dead men on them start to blur and fade. Hundreds of little dead faces, smooth and terrible wobbling in the fountain. The water... The water isn't rushing past my ears. It's them. It's the terrible murmuring of the dead faces. The dancing lights behind my eyes are turning to darkness. And I know my choices are to join these men in death or face the security guard. I try to scream before I pull myself completely out of the water, and everyone looks up from their meals as I hoarsely bellow, falling out of the fountain in a daze. My vision wavers between hazy darkness and blinding lights as I struggle to my feet 
when the blue blur finally comes into focus. I see everyone is looking at me, and the only sound is my own deep, ragged breath. But now, like those faceless coins of those long-dead men beneath me, every guest in the mall has a smooth, fleshy nothing where their face should be. Nobody moves. Behind me, something flutters and thumps. And I see him, standing tall over a sea of still, faceless mall guests. The security guard is grinning wickedly at me. He starts pushing people aside roughly, never taking his eyes off me as he stomps closer and closer. I turn to run, but the fountain water has made my socks a new kind of slick. I fall immediately, and I know it must be over soon. But there in the crowd, not very far away at all, is my manager. She's walking away through the crowd, the only one moving other than him and me. I kick myself forward, sliding and slipping half on my knees, half on my socked feet, clawing toward her just as desperately as he is furiously driving toward me. I reach out, pulling myself forward by grabbing the guests as they stand frozen, watching somehow impassively. He must be right behind me by now. I reach for her, grabbing her shoulder, trying to turn her so she can see me, so she can save me. But when she turns, I feel like I've fallen in that fountain all over again. I can't hear anything but the rushing water past my ears. The woman in front of me doesn't have a face. It's not her. Everyone turns now, each of them toward me. A single sound cuts through the thick, muffled haze in my mind. He's laughing at me. He doesn't need to push through the crowd to get me now. The crowd is letting him pass. They spread out, circling me, trying to block me. Faceless babies in their strollers, people still holding cell phones onto their blank heads. No one drops their bags. They all slowly move with him, closing in on me. I don't think I like this mall anymore. I turn and face my faceless, fake manager and push her out of my way. I push the next guest, too, and the next one 
My feet keep slipping under me, but I grab one guest after another, almost swimming through the crowd back the way I came back to the store. The security guard growls loudly and he starts pushing people down too. I run and slide and grope, barely staying ahead of him. My only salvation is his size, too big to move quickly through the crowd. I break through the other side and flop over, sliding across the floor to a stop at the threshold of the blue thing. I run into the store, knocking over shelves of folded-up clothes and signs promising salvation. He glides over them easily, not slowing down, and the silver badge on his chest burns bright like flashing pain. Ahead I see the women with the smelly bottles, faceless except for their wide, red smiles. They spritz at me with their stinking, stinging liquids and I crash into the headless plastic statues, spilling their body parts everywhere. He is here, now. He leaps from counter to counter, landing with a quiet thunder close enough to reach out and take me. I crawl, scrabbling like a soggy rat, kicking out behind me as he tries to grab my legs. I'm still too slick with fountain water for him to get a firm grip, and he's yelling and fuming, and I can hardly think. I'm so scared, but I'm almost there. Just ahead are the clothes-changing closets, numbered just like the guest rooms. He grabs my ankle, but I jerk it back and cuts my leg as my sock slips off in his hand. My foot has just enough grip to push me forward. Stumbling ahead, I fall into the little room. He soars with everything he has, madness in his eyes, yelling unintelligibly as I slam the door closed and everything goes dark. The door to my supply closet jolts open. She's standing there, light pouring in from the lobby. It takes my eyes a second to adjust before I can see. Her face. Of course, she has a face. And I'm not in the mall. I'm still in the hotel. I'm safe. She says it's time. The guest is upstairs in his room. And would I like to come and watch him die on her little TV? I join her in the lobby, stepping over my crumpled bag, leaving it and the town East Mall behind.
The Hotel was created and produced by Travis McMaster and Mark Witten. Starring Kelly Ninaltowski as the manager. Mark Witten as the lobby boy. Graham Rowett as the owner. And Krista Lewis. Music by Lauren Picorni, Wes Rodri, and special guest composer Zach Tatum-Drake. <laughs> ¶¶